welcome to Crudely Drawn Swords, an actual play podcast in which four heroes enter a world of dungeons in a game known as Dungeon World. With me tonight are the Hawks. <laughs> Going from darkest to lightest, we have Spookily Lit Gwyn. Hello. Why? Happy Halloween! There is literally no way this is getting released ahead of Halloween, is it? <laughs> this is going out in December. <laughs> Merry Christmas! <laughs> and a happy new apocalypse. I'm fairly sure the world will end before this goes out. Ah, Christmas 2021, eh? What a year it's been. It was the worst of times. Next dimmest is the shady 70s tones of Ali Hancock. Hello, I am from the 70s. And I play Enigma. Enigma, Enigma. Do you want to hype your Edinburgh show, as this will probably be out in August? <laughs> uh, I don't plan to do an Edinburgh show till 2021, so yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> Next dingiest, it's the legendary naked man we call Stuart Heading. Uh, Mag's been naked on this way more than I have. I'm just showing a bit of chest today. It's true. <laughs> Hello, good evening, and welcome to the show. Thank you, Stuart. You are welcome. And finally, illuminated like a lizard basking on a rock, with a lizard basking on a rock behind him, it's Magnus. Actually, leopard geckos aren't basking animals, so she mainly has it just as a light source, so she knows if it's day or night. Uh, but yeah, I'm Magnus. When you said basking, I thought you were going to say bastard. I mean, I doubt her parents were married, yeah. so she probably is a bastard lizard. So, Magnus the lizard bastard. I mean, my parents were married. Not if you're a lizard. A lot of owners don't really deal with, like, marital vows for their lizards. I've got a birth certificate for my hamster. Like, Aww. legit, we went to a hamster breeder for my 36th birthday, and I got a new hamster, and I got an actual birth certificate. Aww. Like, she showed us, like, generation upon generation. It was very dull. Very, very <laughs> dull. But I got a cute hamster, so who cares? I, I guess you needed to be certain that your hamster had been born. I mean, some hamsters <laughs> just don't know they're born. <laughs> so, what was happening when last we saw our heroes? Golems. Lizard bastards. Oh, no, crocodile men. In, like, in, in the dark. Yeah, so you had entered the collapsed city of Malahim, much impeded by the fact you're carrying a massive... Spinning wheel. We made a yeah, lot of Yeah, we all remembered yes. that. That was, <laughs> that that was, was a thing. big spinning wheel we were carrying right <laughs> there. Yeah, we didn't plan. leave that behind. It could have been a potato on a stick. I mean, it kind of would have been good if we finally got to the singer's hall and we were like, who's got it? And everyone was like, well, I thought you had it. Just cut back to Kuna <laughs> and they're just like staring at it. <laughs> <laughs> or old man Wild is just playing a rickety tune on it. <laughs> An old Louisiana swamp tune. It's all right, guys. I've got a stick and a potato. My recollection of the last thing that we did involved stepping out into a corridor where there were um, like orbs of light going up and down it and Tristan getting slimed by one. It was like the M4, but with light. That is correct. I don't know if you there was were... something else after that. Yeah, some golems appeared because I sent yeah. uh, Genome out to find what was going on and then some massive golems came in and then Genome just wandered back in and then pointed up at the golems and gave a little thumbs up. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Didn't someone oh, go into yeah. the light? Who went into the light? Tristan. I saw a vision of the future or what it had to have been in the past, I suppose. Or the past, yeah. Yeah, more accurately. <laughs> it's literally the opposite. Yeah. 
The exact opposite. They're roughly equivalent, aren't they? Just the other thing before we get properly into it. Could everyone do me a favour? Just pop open your character sheet. Oh yeah, I've done that. And yet. remind yourself of what's on it, what you can do, and what your bonds and alignment statements are. We don't need to talk about them right now. Just want you to think of them. Oh, you're going to kill us. Going to say that's ominous. I just want you to think fondly on them. (laughs) I'm not going to kill you. I don't even exist here. I just represent the world. Now, the world is probably going to kill you. Yes, that's fair. These things happen. And that's its right. As you're fighting the appetites in darkness, what happened to Banbury was that he was dragged away by kobolds and dragged off into the darkness. Never to be seen again. Never to be seen again, (laughs) except then he exploded them all and made his way back to his friends. Can I use this opportunity to bring up my fascinating kobold fact? I think you have in literally every possible venue, so yeah, yeah, why not? Pretty happy. Where's the harm? So anyway, uh, it turns out that kobolds... uh, No, kobolds... The mineral is named after Cobbles the Goblin because they used to find it when they were looking for silver and they'd be like, oh no, it's silver. And they'd try and, they'd try and hack away at it and it let out a horrible nasty gas and they thought it was a goblin trick. So actually Cobalt and Cobbled are the same. Pretty Literally cool. the same. Yes. Pretty good. As we rejoin our heroes, you are stood at the side of an ancient roadway of some kind. Points of light drift along it in an unhurried fashion. Directly opposite you is a kind of fairly normal figurative statue that has not yet come to life or done anything weird. While you were inspecting these glowing points of light, there was a crash and through the wall behind you burst a couple of large metal golems. And they appear to be marching into the room towards you. These are big, humanoid, powerful metal bodies. Ah, like my own. (laughs) (laughs) Humanoid at best. You are currently confronted by a narrow tunnel which is filled by a large metal golem. That is behind you. There is a thoroughfare which passes mostly to your left. To your right is blocked by low rubble and collapsed ceiling. You are on the streets of a city whose higher levels collapsed across it. So you have elements of buildings and elements of road and street, but also the city itself is underground and there are often block tunnels and rock falls and areas where roots reach through the ceiling. So, you have this clear thoroughfare, you have the route you came in through, and you have... And a route through the ceiling. A route through the ceiling and a second corridor through which large golems emerge. Percy, you're probably about ready for action at this point. What are you going to do? I'm going to inspect the golems and look for an off switch. When you're looking at the golems, they're marching towards you, and as they come out of the darkness... What you're seeing is they are very bulky, bigger than you, but not so big they can't get through tunnels. So they're larger than the human, but they are still not, they're like seven or eight feet tall, but bulky and solid and very heavy built. 
They don't have an obvious off switch, but if you're taking a moment to inspect them, let, let's have a roll of discern realities. So your options are, uh, what happened here recently? What is about to happen? What should I be on the lookout for? What is here is useful or valuable to me? And who is really in control here? What here is useful or valuable to me? I think you get picked two, don't you? He gets picked three, because he got a ten. So... What should I be on the lookout for is probably a good bet. I mean, I think the answer is the golems, Yeah. to be uh, fair. Who is in charge would be interesting, because are the golems autonomous? I'm going for uh, what's useful or valuable to me first. What we can say is that the route along the corridor ahead of you looks fairly clear, apart from these glowing lights, which Tristan appears to have shown to be appears to have shown to be harmless. So you have an escape route down there if you need to. So I think that's probably quite useful. You don't see much useful right now about the golems themselves. Right, okay. And I have another two things to choose from. Yep. So I think I can probably guess what's about to happen. We're going to get mushed by golems. (laughs) Let's go for what here is not what it appears to be. As you look closer at the golems, you notice that there's some kind of clear point on their chest. There's like a clear band. And as one shifts, you see a change in the light and you can actually see the face of a kobold through that point. So in power armor. These are kobolds in super heavy, magically enhanced armour. Now who's feeling blue? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Like, we've had this our whole lives! Um, <laughs> you think you're the first, you stupid! And so finally, what should I be on the lookout for? You've dealt with kobolds enough. You know, not closely, but hanging out with the dwarves, they have a lot of kobold stories because there's a kind of ongoing conflict there. And you've had to deal with them a time or two, probably. The presence of magically armoured kobolds and large numbers of other kobolds suggests there is a powerful kobold leader around. And that's probably going to be some kind of mage. So you probably want to be on the lookout for that. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Okay. So Percy's kind of checking them out. How you doing? (laughs) How indeed. Enigma. Hello. These are not subtle creatures. They're advancing on you fairly briskly. They're going to get into range fairly soon. What, what's your plan? What are you going to do? Well, it's just occurred to me I can't remember what weapons I have. Because my bow has no arrows. I believe you have nunchucks. I think it's just the nunchucks. I think it's fair for you to have picked up ammunition with the riding people. They, they have a lot of archers. Okay. So allow yourself arrows, I think. Right. So, but you can take your ammo back to three. Right, okay. I'm going to take a shot at them. Okay, cool. In that clear band where you can see the cobbles. Yeah, of course. I think that's got to be a weak spot. Of course it is, but can you hit that? That's the big question. Damn right I can hit that. Okay, give me a volley roll. Uh, Dex? Dex is volley. Yeah. Okay, an intermediate success. I forgot that nine is the bad one. It's not bad, it's just not as good as it could be. Yeah. And that's fine. It means you have to move to get the shot, placing you in danger. You could have to take what you can get, losing you some damage, or you have to reduce your ammo. 
So what would you prefer to do? I'm going to try and move to take the shot. Okay, cool. So whereabouts do you move to? Um, I'm going to stand behind whoever that person is in red and shoot over their shoulder. Okay, right over Tristan's shoulder, putting you in danger. Oh, it's Tristan, is it? Ha, there's a shame. Okay, so roll your damage. I'll be very careful not to shoot him in the shoulder. Ah, oh. oh, nice. So your arrow lodges into a joint on the armour and it kind of... It doesn't hit straight in that plate, but it actually might be more effective where it has. It slightly limited the arm movement on its left arm and it it slightly hobbles as it continues forward. Okay. But it does continue forward. Tristan, it's pretty much next to you at this point. What are you going to do? Am I anywhere near the other unliving statue that we saw? As you face the golem, the statue is behind you on the other side of the room. Oh, that's perfect. So it's probably... 10 feet behind you. Yeah, bring the map and you'll notice I put you between me and the golems. As I'm thinking, what I'm going to do is spin round, dodge past Enigma, jump up this uh, this statue, then kick off and sort of semi-glide and land on this goblin creature. On, on the golem? And then I'm going to start trying to like, yeah, just start pulling wires and things. Okay, so this, yeah, this is very much Defy Danger on Dexterity, as you know. I'm aware. Which you are quite good at, so uh, give me that roll and let's see how this wild leap goes. I imagine it'll be fine. Oh. I mean, it's not under seven, so... You stumble, hesitate or flinch. Uh, A hard choice or worse outcome. So, as you run up this thing and you leap off through the darkness over Percy gliding down towards this metal creature rather than landing on it you almost land in its embrace nice like the arms come round you and it's got you in this grab and you're like pressed against its chest there's a lot of pressure there perfect that exactly as planned your eyes are right against this metal plate and you can just see this little kobold face staring <laughs> at you. Kiss it! Yeah, the bard's kiss. <laughs> it, it Big is... sloppy kiss against the glass. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows, that might be effective. Actually, yes. What I'm going to start doing is I'm going to go, mm, sort of, I don't know if moistening my lips, but I'm going to start kissing all over the glass to fog its vision and I'm going to go, <gasps> all over the class so you can't see. <laughs> Banbury, I'm assuming that you probably don't want to hang out right next to these people. No, Banbury's going to edge his way further back. Now, the obvious kind of thing would be to do shoot massive black magic into them. But since Tristan is now snogging one of them, that seems less of an option. Um, I know it's quite a confusing moment as well, like what Tristan's doing. I don't think that will be obvious to anyone, really. I think yeah. it is, given that you know, what he usually does. Yeah, they're not going to mind. Yeah, they're going to be like, oh, Tristan. Oh, he's snogging another thing. Oh, Randy, old Tristan. Oh, the Boner King. <laughs> he's off again. There's only one way to destroy these things. So assuming that he's going to kiss the one at the front to death, uh, I'm going to shoot black yeah. magic past and behind him at the second one, if possible. Yep, sure. Uh, and yeah, just have a really dull turn of not doing anything funny just trying to damage them and then move on. 
So uh, Banbury will shoot out some black magic from his fingertips, hopefully. Classic grumpy Banbury. <laughs> he will just about uh, do it. So I've, I've genuinely forgotten the downsides to her. Uh, so cast the spell. It's black magic its own move. Yeah, black magic's is just like a, a basic move, but we've always treated it in the it. Yeah. Uh, treated it in the same way. I draw unwonke, uh, unwelcome attention to myself. Uh, the spell disturbs reality and I'm minus one ongoing or I forget it. So I can't really afford to forget my only real damage dealing <laughs> spell. So I'm going to draw unwanted yep. attention to myself as I shoot black magic from my fingertips uh, and as it whips around and splatters hopefully the uh, the second iron golem cobbled thing. Sure. Okay, that's uh, that's cool. So let's uh, let's see the damage so roll. On I've got the, War Mage, uh, so I can add three things, um, and none of them need yep. to be uh, a range modifier. So I'm going to add Messy for an extra D8, ignores armor because it's a great big armor thing, and also uh, a D4, um, and it adds a D6 generically because I'm the Bloodline of Fire. I mean, yep. I think that's why I can't really Pow. try and do genuine damage because my damage is a D6. So I just, I'm just <laughs> going to have to be inventive with my abilities. In every game, the mages staff absolutely wussy and end up ridiculous. And yeah. This is no Yeah, exception. see, I like to play the characters that start off really wussy and then kind of consistently hit that level for the whole game. Yeah. The important trick is never to take any level up <laughs> yeah. benefits. <laughs> yeah, just, just take that, the... Uh... That really helps with that yeah. strategy. So, Banbury has caused... 12 damage. Ignoring armor is the probably the key bit of that, given the great big mechanical. It is shook up. You can see it. It kind of lights up. It does... Uh, uh, does not compute. The fire washes over it and doesn't seem to make a huge amount of difference. But the other parts... Now I know why you cry. <laughs> it isn't stopped, but it is definitely taking a hammering. Uh, it looks scorched mm. and a little unsteady. Before I end, I'm just going to stare pointedly at Genome and then indicate for him to just come over. Uh, despite the fact that he probably can't be hurt by these things, he's just going to edge sideways around the corridor, keeping his back to the wall, uh, and slowly shuffle his way around until he stood next to Percy. <laughs> nice. Okay, cool. So Genome is hiding out by Percy. Percy, Tristan is in the embrace of a metal golem. Another metal golem has just taken a bit of a panning off Banbury. What do you do? Hmm. So I was planning on casting Cause Fear on one of the kobolds inside the golem. Okay, yeah. Um, and that allows me to choose a target I can see, the kobold, yep. and a nearby object, the golem. Wow. The target's afraid of the object. So long as I maintain the spell, their reaction's up to them. Flee, panic, beg, fight, you know, fight. Well, I guess they'd have to fight the inside of the golem, then. Yeah, yeah. So I'm going to attempt to do that. Um, which one shall we go for? The one holding Tristan is close. Yeah. And it might be more hilarious to see it thrash around with Tristan in its hands. Yeah. Um, and the one further back is closer to falling apart because it's kind of smouldering after Banbury's intervention. Hmm. I wonder if causing fear on the 
one holding Tristan is going to be bad news for Tristan, though. I don't know. No, I mean, I'm used to riding things in Malheim. Croc monsters. Okay, let's do it then. Bucking Bronco time. Yeah! Let, let's face it. Let's face it. Tristan is, if anything, asking for Come on then, cowgirl. Yeah, let's buck that Bronco. <laughs> so I will cast a spell in that case. A full success. Full success. Full success. Wow. Percival Cleft has rolled an 11. So the target and the object. So this is the kobold in the armour that is holding Tristan. Mm-hmm. So it is now afraid and their reaction is to up to them. So so they, they were afraid of the armour that they're piloting. Oh, wow, that's cool. The effect you see is that it starts to shake left and right. And then you see its arms starting to flail. Its right arm is still holding Tristan. Tristan, give roll me a d6. Sure, this is probably for the damage I do to them, yeah? Like that, yeah. yes. It's certainly related to the damage exchanged between yeah. you. Bring it on. Okay, so you take two damage. That ignores armour because it's basically whiplash. Right. So, Tristan, you're now being waved around by this kobold, which appears to have, like... You probably don't know what's happened. I think I'm winning. Yeah, does Percy have, like, some grand vocal, or is it quite a quiet thing? Yeah, I think he'll be... You there in the golem, look upon the true face of a coney and flee from me! Yeah. Okay, great. So so you do have some idea, Tristan, what's going on, because Percy, you did hear Percy clearly casting a spell. Right. That's perfect. So you're now being waved around yeah, like a rag. Every time he waves me closer to the... Like, as it goes out and I'm coming back in, I'm going to use that momentum to smash my fist into the glass and I'm going to try and punch my way in. Help him get out. Then we can put Genome in that one and we can have yes. giant robot fights. <laughs> yes. Right. Yeah, I'm going, start, I'm going to start smashing the glass. Robot Wars! Style, control and aggression. Okay, so every oh, time this arm swings back in... And the kobold's like just banging controls. It's like me playing Tekken. And so it's not really very coherent right now. You can see it, or at least you probably can't because you're flying around, but other people can see it trying to twist around in the thing. Like it's almost forgotten how to open it in its fear. It's just running round and round. And so you're going to punch through. Okay, give me a defy danger on strength. Well, I mean, my body is a weapon, so... That is, your body is a weapon. So you're getting dex. Boom! Okay, I will take that. So, with an 11 on dexterity, which is a full success, what you're doing is not possible, because it can't be punched through. (laughs) What? It's literally magically enhanced diamond... It's designed to be as close to instructable. What this means is you don't hurt yourself at all. Well, does it not at least look like there's a little crack in the glass? I think what happens is you keep you do this three, four, five, six times. Wow. Nothing happens beyond the kind of brutal impacts you're yep. you're applying to it. But then you like manage to just hook your fingers around the oh, sides yes. and as it goes to rip you away, the whole thing swings open. Oh. And this little terrorised kobold comes scrawling out of it and kind of scampers away, chittering. Now, Bambi and Enigma, get him! So there's a little rogue kobold on the run, desperately trying to get to safety. Enigma. I'd like to take my nunchucks and then, like, 
smushed the cobalt like you would a cockroach that skittered across the floor in a low-rent Spanish villa. Wow, that's very uh, specific. Specific, yeah. It's, it's a, is that a bad memory? I like to paint a picture sometimes. Uh, no, I like I've it. never been to a I Spanish like villa. Yeah, I, obviously in world that would be Alvaraden, but their villas are basically the same. Fair enough. So you're charge, you're charging in after it. Like smush. Give, yeah. Like with a slipper. <laughs> yeah, I think I think that's not even a roll for you, because cool. it's running away and you're just so fast. You're right behind it. Boom! It's gone. Smush. Yeah. So it is out of the picture. You're now quite close to the two golems and behind them you can see quite a few more kobolds but they're kind of blocked off in the tunnel by the golems that are filling it right now. Tristan is hanging off one and the other is smoking. I assume he's going to get in it. It's really too small for him. Kobolds are maybe three, four feet high so this is slightly bigger than a human, the armour but it means that the actual kobolds are like, there's not really room to fit a human in it. Damn. Banbury, there's open armour. You have a genome. Get to it. I mean, he's never proved to be of any use whatsoever, but we could give it a go. Now he's going to be no use, but with robot armour. Right, I'll <laughs> indicate to him. I think it's going to be fine. To climb in it. <laughs> yeah. And then see yeah. how he misinterprets that completely. And we end up with him just, I don't know, dry humping Percy's leg or something. Tristan, Mm -hmm. having evicted the kobold, you're still hanging in this arm, which has stopped moving, and then you don't see anything happen, but you feel the little door you just opened pulled closed, and then the hand very slowly sets you down, Mm. like very carefully, and the golem rotates to face the other golem. Schemes are afoot. I mean, we know about Jabruce, given that I just heard Percy yeah. say it, but in gen... Not Jabruce, um, Genome. Genome. You know about Genome. You Completely about different Genome. thing. One's a half-brick, one's a uh, unseen... Half-wit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, Banbury, your gnome is in Parahama now. Wow. <laughs> I mean, we need this for the city of uh, Ogres. This is amazing. <laughs> What if Genome's like, you know what, Banbury? You never respected me. You never showed me any kind of... I do, it, I do my best. The last thing I taught him to do was pluck your hair out, and now he's got a massive, meaty metal fist, so... Uh, well, Death's hair. No, it was your hair. Um, Why was it my hair? It was Death's You were asleep, hair. if you remember, and I was trying to teach him how to do it. Anyway, oh, yeah. um, so I assume that Genome who is a big fan of the Alien franchise, will turn around and scream in Gnomish, Get away from her, you bitch! No. Uh, and then uh, <laughs> just go to town on the one that I've already damaged already. Okay, so what's your signal for go to town? Um, It's the old flipping the bird and then pointing. You must be so, able to do a nice. um, prestidigitation okay. of WWE style, like, fireworks. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. As he strolls down the corridor or something. Yeah, me and Percy will become massive hype men, and then Enigma's going to run in and like start like slamming the, the floor to make it look like uh, the person. Someone needs to hand him a stepladder. Yep. <laughs> well, that's my job. <laughs> hand him the spinning wheel, which he smashes over the other column. <laughs> so I think he just goes all in on this other 
armoured kobold, which is already smouldering and wasn't really expecting this. But it's still quite a valid, you know, it's quite tough. So why don't you give me a hack and slash roll, Bambury, to represent Genome's combat prowess? He got an eight. That's all right. An intermediate success. Okay, so... It's not bad. Yeah, exactly. And it's an exchange of damage. So, Bambury, roll a d12 plus five. Whoa. Wow. Glad we didn't get hit by that. Yes. <laughs> yes, you <laughs> should be. Okay, so... Little Genome punches the other one for 10 damage. And this is an exchange, so roll the same again. And weirdly enough, does 10 damage back. <laughs> exactly the same way. So what I think happens is Genome just starts wailing in with these huge power armour fists. Actually, this one's got a weapon. What weapon's it got? Buzzsaw. <laughs> okay, so like it's great buzzsaw like comes charging in and just like a rotary axe type thing just slices through and the other one was already weakened by your previous attack and it just explodes and so that's what causes the damage to genome's armor and also enigma you're right by an exploding suit of armor what do you do hi you see it smoldering you see the rotary axe coming in and it's looking pretty bad. What what do you do to get to safety? Backflip. Nice. Backflip straight back onto the road. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm probably using the uh, wall as a kind of like to push off on in parkour style. Yeah, cool. Okay, give me a yeah. defy danger on dexterity. I mean, I don't I don't see why I'd even need to. I mean, this is clearly going to be fine. Yes, it's fine. Under 13, it's more than fine. It's profoundly impressive. Excellent. What points do I get? <laughs> This is a bit like the fireworks in that, firstly, there's an explosion. And secondly, if I remember correctly, your light source is Enigma's shoe. <laughs> so it's like your light is spinning through the air. This is some good visuals. Yeah, I, it turns out we've got through this far. We actually have quite a lot of special effects budget oh. left over. Oh, it's really good. So if you have any big effects moments you want to see... We can just afford that. We've got so, it. So oh. I, I feel like, to be honest, that when we had Trevor with big wings and a top hat, that really should have had the special effects budget. Oh, that's true. We could have had a dance routine. We've got a lot of special effects budget on this podcast. I am impressed at how much uh, we've got. I think that's probably from the massive following. It is mostly about that. You know, it really meant we could make that imaginary money to make a imaginary <laughs> special effects budget. I've made a shitload of imaginary money on this show, <laughs> let me tell you. So, Enigma has sprung to safety. There is Point. one less power armour, and a kind of wave of smoke and flame goes back down the corridor that it came from. And you hear chittering voices running back into the dark. Chumps. Yeah, you better run! It seems like the kobolds have backed off for a minute. Genome. Genome turns around slowly. I'm going to uh -oh. give him a slow nod. Yeah, the power armour returns the slow nod. Oh, wow. I think we should all join in that slow nod. That was some good work. You've got to guard this exit, Genome. You've got to stop them coming for us. We have a purpose here. Now you stay here, Genome. <gasps> you guard this exit. Oh, God. And I'm going to wipe away a fake tear. No. I'm going to miss you, buddy. <laughs> I'm going to miss you, but you stay here. Genome! Genome! holds up the buzzsaw in a slow wow. salute. 
then slowly turns round to face the corridor uh, once more. Right. Guys, he's got this. Let's, uh, let's do one. So, you're on the thoroughfare, leaving behind Genome, and as you depart into the darkness, there's just the tiny glow of a couple of lights on the power armour. And you're passing along this old, ancient street. There are occasional statues along the side of it. And as you move on, you are also getting into the point where you see these glowing orbs. And if you get caught in them, you see the city transformed into what it once was. So Tristan glimpsed it before, the towers, these bridges that went between them, waterways, these beautiful, very smoothly constructed buildings. And if you pass through one of these orbs of light, it will turn into that scene, kind of in black and white, then in colour as you get to the centre of it, and then back to black and white as you pass out through it. This is going to be how we find, like, like Percy, you knew how to find the city, but we don't know how to find the halls. This is how we find the halls. We just stick our heads in these, look around. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, let's do it. Stick our heads in some walls. Well, I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to stick my head in it. But yeah, Tristan can. It's, it's his question. I, I'm fine with that. Yep. It seems to be quite the ride. You hear the boy. Stick his head in an orb. Yeah, Enigma, incidentally, you can't. Dun, dun, dun. Anytime you get close to an orb, it just sort of zooms into you and blinks out. These orbs are so sexist. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah, I can see the city in colour fading to black and white as it goes past. Yeah, you guys, I totally agree. <laughs> Great city. It really looked cool. What a place. Malahim. I wish I could have spent longer in there in the day. Let's go. Which way? In the direction you said. Oh, yeah, right. Onward. So as you look up the street, there is a particularly grand building in front of you at the head of this thoroughfare. That seems to be the most central place. You, like... Where there's writing, you can't read it necessarily. As in, it's it, it's a grand-looking ruin, or like, can we determine that it's... I suppose it doesn't matter, does it? So it's dark. It's dark in yeah. here. But when you see the city that was, you see it in the light. Okay. Oh, it's beautiful. I love the Baroque um, stonework. It's just um, exquisite. The stonework's kind of almost brutalist in its formal structure. Yeah, you're brutalist Baroque. I get those mixed up. You don't know that, Enigma. You can't see it. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. I see it's OC breaking the fourth wall. <laughs> I'm just subverting your opinions <laughs> to make it very clear that you can't see it to everyone else. So, yeah, there's a very grand building. And as you move along the thoroughfare, you can see it's just ahead of you. And then as you get closer, you just see a massive pile of rocks. And right. so as you come up towards where the end of the thoroughfare was, what you're seeing now <coughs> is basically just rocks. There's a huge fall-in or cave-in of some kind. What are you doing? Well, can we stick our heads in these orbs to determine where the door or where entranceways into it would have once been? The entranceway was right ahead of you. Okay. Like there was like a grand archway 
you don't get the impression that was the only entrance, but that was like the imposing like tourists' entrance anyway. So where where you say we can see a big pile of rocks and a gift shop, um, as in it's just completely flat and there's not much of it there at all anymore. Um, as in a huge pile of rocks completely blocks the thoroughfare at this point. Oh, right, okay. So the structure is probably somewhere beyond yeah. them, but where it would be is somewhere far past the end of the thoroughfare, and you just can't get to it from where you are. We should dig through it, but I suspect that would be a boring episode. Very good. Thank you. <laughs> Genuinely didn't get that one until Ben congratulated you, and then I thought about it. I was just going to leave it there and see if anyone noticed, like, after it was broadcast, you'd be like, ah, I can't believe I got it. <laughs> well, I guess we can either try and dig our way through, or is there another way that we can go? There are a couple of tunnels going off to the left and right at the end here that you can see entranceways to, and you passed an entrance on the right a little further back that also looked like it led into the city. I think... Let's maybe try that. I mean, the sticking our heads in the orbs doesn't give us any clue as to what may lay down those, does it? No, and also the I... orbs only seem to be on this thoroughfare. Oh, okay. They're not everywhere. Well, Bandry, um, are you able to cast that spell where you get to um, see the true reality of things? Could uh, yeah. I was actually going to think about doing that. Be able to do that and point that at one of the orbs, maybe? Yeah, I mean, I could probably try and spend a bit of time just studying the orbs and get the gist, but I can't, because it was a month and a half ago. Remember if we <laughs> did that last time? I don't think you did. I think Tristan just had a look at them. Yeah, I okay. think Tristan just had a bit of a look. Yeah, I just stuck my head in. Yeah. But yeah, okay. Uh, Banbury will cast, or attempt to cast, True Sight. Um, okay. So... Intermediate success at eight. <laughs> Again, intermediate success. So, um, these are stacking now, Ben, because nothing happened to me last time, but yeah. Banbury will draw unwanted attention to himself again. Yeah. Uh, do you want me to look up the, the wording for that spell? Yeah, I think I have the gist, but... Uh, your vision is open to the true nature of everything you lay your eyes on. You pierce illusions and see things that have been hidden. The GM will describe the area before you, ignoring any illusions and falsehoods, magical or otherwise. Whilst the spell is ongoing, you take minus one to cast. Ooh. So, okay. in game, Banbury's eyes will slowly turn, kind of from normal coloured to to quite kind of glaring green of eldritch witchy power, uh, and then he'll look around in his green vision. Yes, and what he sees. The rocks around you are all solid. They're not illusory. Where you previously saw orbs of light, you now see glassy figures of people walking up and down the road. And sometimes they'll wander off through a side road that doesn't exist anymore or into one of the side corridors and just fade out as they do. But mostly you can see these phantom figures just marching along the road some of them have handcarts. They seem to be going about their daily business. What's their style of dress like? Is it similar to what we wear these days? Not really, no. It's a little like some of the dress favoured by the rolling people. There's quite a lot of long, carefully cut robes. It's not very like the Western Kingdom's attire that you would typically favour. Okay. 
Um, what I'll do is, because it might be that in this dark corridor, we're not noticing some of the exits. Uh, anywhere where these ghostly figures look like they're exiting the main road, I'll go and have a poke around and see if there's a bit of a tunnel or if there's anything that we haven't spotted so far. Yeah, so from where you are, there's like a little corridor off to the right. And as you start heading up to explore there, a skeletal hand grabs your ankle <coughs> and you feel bones drag themselves towards you. What do you do? Enigma, it's episode one again. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> I'll just shriek. Ah! In a cowardly manner. I believe in a time warp. Uh, and then wait for my more sturdy companions to save me. Enigma, Banbury has just squealed pathetically right by you. What do you do? I'm going to rush up to him and kick it in the skull. Okay. The, not Banbury. Not Banbury, yeah. Okay, I'll, I'll take that. As you do that, it kind of fixes you with its skeletal glare. Like, you knock its head back and it looks at you. And then it slowly clambers to its feet, like, back away from you. Uh. And reaches its arms out wide and then runs straight forward like it wants to embrace you. Welcome, friends! <laughs> I like to think that's how its voice went. Turns out it was actually the MC in the uh, halls. Tristan, a skeleton appears out of the dark to your left. Goddamn skeletons. What do you do? I will grab it. <laughs> By its bony nuts. <laughs> okay, cool. So how, how are you going to grab it? What do you do? Like whereabouts on the skeleton are you, skeleton. Skeleton are you grabbing? <laughs> skeleton, skeleton is how we pronounce it, it now. You. I'm going to punch through, grab its uh, spinal column and rip it out. To be clear, it doesn't seem that interested in you. Oh, I won't then. It's trying to go past you. Oh, to get to Banbury. Or Enigma. Oh, I'll wait till it sort of walks slightly further past me and then I'll pull its neck out the back of its body. Okay, cool. Give me a defy danger on strength as you tear it apart. Mm. Body is a weapon, but... Uh, well, it's XP. Not that much of a weapon. <laughs> Um, oh, you could use his body as a weapon. You rip out the spine and then beat the other one up with its spine. I can do none of those things currently. <laughs> Tristan. Mark experience. Well. At least I have experience. <laughs> so, you grab the skeleton's spinal mm. collar and... It drags me in. It. it drags you astride towards Enigma. You're like pulled off balance. You weren't expecting it to be this strong. And then it touches Enigma... And you have a feeling of being pulled into a terrible and endless darkness. I mean... I was going to say, that's... Yeah. <laughs> that's kind of Enigma's thing. Yep. Goth. Enigma, you're feeling like these skeletal fingers on your shoulder from behind. And, yeah, Tristan, you start to feel this existential dread. Ooh. It's like this feeling of absolute terror that you get from touching this as it touches Enigma. But it welcomes that touch. There is something here that it wants. Okay. Percy. Hmm. There's skeletons suddenly, or skellingtons, it's hard to know. Well. Appearing out of the darkness on both sides. And they seem to be homing in on Enigma. What do you do? I think I will hit them with my sword. Oh, is there lots of them? There are increasingly more appearing. There's three. One of them's really tall. Domino effect. Uh, one of them's really short, and one of them's a dog. 
Yeah, they've got some great tricks out there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm a paladin. I know what to do when skeletons appear. Mash them with a sword. Yeah, yeah that, that's like your, that's like your bread and butter yeah. paladining, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, this was paladin 101. <laughs> okay, give me that hack and slash. Thirteen. You're going to deal your damage to several skeletons, I think. Okay. Uh, roll, roll your damage. Percy smash. Like dominoes. Yeah, he's going to deliver low-quality yeah. pizza. <laughs> yeah. Whoa! All right, Ben. That should, to... that should be quite. That should be quite humorous. Oh God! Pretty Way sure to... I made that joke first series, yeah. but it's been a long time. I mean, you've made feeling blue about a billion times, and that hasn't stopped yeah. you. I know, but no, that's a classic. True. Yeah, that's true. I don't have an alternative. <laughs> you terrible fibia. <laughs> hey. Oh, bone gag. <laughs> You're a bone gag. Five. All right. So this skeleton that's right in front mm. of you, your sword goes through and it just smashes into bones. It was already bones. Smashes into bone fragments and shards. No, it's, in, no, it's more bones. No, his sword does. It's gone. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> his sword turns into bones. It's pretty wild. And as it does, Tristan, you're released from that feeling of horror. Oh, thank God. You're welcome. It's horrible. It's what I do. But you have this moment where... It's broken into pieces, but it hasn't yet collapsed. Mm. And you have this moment of suspension where there's just bone fragments, and then they all just zoom onto Enigma, like iron filings onto a magnet. Wow. God damn it. Enigma, <laughs> uh, why are you covered in bones? Bone armor! <laughs> why are you covered in bones? This is my new look, guys. Why are you like a bone magnet? I, I feel myself I'm getting just... drawn to Enigma. I'm like, I can't help it. I mean, I can't. I now regret everything. Ben, you've got to stop doing anything with bones. Yeah, that's true. Well, unfortunately, this encounter has begun, and there's only more bones coming. <laughs> yes, there are. Bone queen. Damn it. <laughs> It's fair. Yeah, no. He... I will take your bone crown. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so. <laughs> that feeling was quite marrowing. It's supposed to be like harrowing. Yeah, yeah we, no, got we, we got it. We got it. We got yeah. it. We got that. We heard it's, it. We heard okay, it. Good. Yeah, it's fine. Enigma, the other skeleton, runs straight at you with its arms out, like it wants to embrace you. What do you do? I think I've got two options here because I'm already covered in skeleton. Yeah. And does that have any effect on me other than just being like covered in skeleton? At the moment, you've got bits of skeleton stuck to you. It's not really impeding you because it's bits of skeleton stuck to you. You've already got a skeleton inside your body, so how yeah. much worse can it be? I've had one a while. Um, I'm just going to give it a hug. Yeah, so this skeleton just runs up and embraces you. Yes. And then just stands there with its little bone arms around you it's like as it does that it sort of almost freezes in place yes you know what that is armor it could be armor and it is stood there tristan about nine small skeletons run out past you towards enigma what do you do i mean i suppose i'm sort of confused at this point so i'm just gonna sort of bone glance at percy bone and kind party. of Give him a shrug as I watch them run towards Enigma. I'm like, oh, what do we do here? They don't seem that nasty. Bone pylon! Bambury, you still have True Sight running, I don't do, you? but so for clarity, a skeleton reached out and grabbed me 
and then just yes. ignored me after that point and ran out and grabbed Enigma. When Enigma oh. showed up, it was more interested in her. Oh, no, he's not going to like that. And when they touched when they touched Tristan, he had some weird vision. But when they touched Bambri, no vision. No vision. Okay. So... It was specifically when Tristan touched it and it touched Ooh. Enigma. Oh, okay. Right. This has nothing to do with me. Uh, Enigma? No. Born party! <laughs> I guess that's my go. I'm going to look at Enigma. I was going to ask her what she wants, yeah. but she's just said no. So I just will look at her in confusion, shrugging in the same way Tristan is. Yeah. Skeletons just like me. What you see is the skeleton glows with magic. And where it stands beside Enigma, you've noticed for a long time now, whenever you cast this and you see her, that impression of absence, like a void mm -hmm. or a pit. You can see the power of the skeleton being drawn into that void. The animating force within it is rushing like smoke into Enigma somehow. What is Daddy Ghost Pig doing? Daddy Ghost Pig is just stood quite nearby watching. It doesn't look perturbed at all. It looks, if anything, like this is the kind of thing it was it would expect to see. This is the kind of shit she always gets up to. Right. So, for clarity, Enigma is in the middle screaming, happily, bone party. Daddy bone Ghost Pig party. is doing nothing. Uh, Tristan is doing nothing. So I will then look to yeah. Percy as the only person I haven't checked. If Percy's doing nothing, I guess Barbary's going to read a book. <laughs> Percy? Um, Enigma, do you want to clarify what's going on? Bored party! I genuinely don't know. Yeah, I thought that might be the answer. I'm going to smash a skeleton with my sword again. I mean, I'll just default to my basic smash-up skeleton <laughs> training. Percy's just going to keep keep rolling through. He's done the work. So you're going for these like small ones that are running... Out of the dark, or are you going to go for the one that's kind of clasping her right yeah, now? Yeah, I'll go for the claspy one. Why not? Okay, cool. Give me that hack and slash roll. Are the small ones human-shaped? I imagine they're cobbled. Yes. Oh no, they're children. That's a lot darker then. <laughs> <laughs> I actually know which children as well. Uh... Okay, so an intermediate success. Percy, mm -hmm. roll your damage. Yeah, so you smash that skeleton good. Oof. Much like the other, and you do it in a way that doesn't involve inadvertently injuring Enigma, because you're deft with the sword. Thank you! Yeah, so Enigma, it, it feels like you could give us a little more insight than shouting Bone Party here. Do, do you want to volunteer anything? I'm just... I'm just rolling with it. Okay. As you cut through it, Percy, mm -hmm. just something makes contact through the sword and through you. And you have a feeling of absolute darkness and this deep, unending void. Ew. Now you know what it's like to be me. And you have a strong sense of that just for a moment, just like a flash. But it's it gives you this echoing, like stomach-dropping sensation of existential mm, dread. I think that one might have been a goth when it was alive. <laughs> <laughs> the next one you kill makes you think of like walks in the park and picnics. And uh, little fluffy kittens. Flowers at springtime. <laughs> so, yeah, these little ones kind of leap up around you as well, Enigma, and kind of clasp onto you. You now have bits of bones stuck to you. 
and little skeletons almost climbing up themselves to like grab onto you as well and then just stopping all around you so you're kind of in a cage what you might think of as being a little like a cage of skeletons you know it's probably cool yeah why wouldn't it be but it's definitely going on and more seem to be showing up out of the corners of the darkness ah uh, this might get guys i'm gonna level with you i don't really know what's happening whoa i know we do don't we <laughs> bone party, bone party. <laughs> bone party. <laughs> um okay since they're all coming out bone cage is going to become bone prison so what i'm going to do is i'm going to yep. throw myself backwards and see if i can squish the ones on my back Okay, cool. So you're just going to fling yourself back on them. Yeah. Give me a defy danger on strength. Mm. That's definitely my best stat. It's not. You stumble, hesitate or flinch. We'll take a, uh, a stumble. worse outcome. You throw yourself down and you sort of crush some of them, but others cling on to you and you can't just roll. And so your bone cage is almost becoming more like a skeleton ball with you in it. Okay. <laughs> Bone ball. As soon as they grasp onto you, they stop and they stay very still and they start to lock in position. Oh, uh, it's going to be less comfortable. Fashion really is pain. <laughs> if your fashion is skeletons, yes. Yep. Tristan, Enigma sort of rolling about covered in skeletons. I mean, I'm, I was chanting <laughs> Bone Party, so... I'm going to bring out my guitar and do a little bit of tunage to see if I can pick up on their um, nature. I'm going to call it wild magic. Sing the bone party song. Oh, you're going to you're going to use the wild yeah. magic. So nice. Dim bones, dim bones, dim In fact, that's a good tune. I'll just sing that. Here we go. Using charisma. Oh god. Mark experience. <laughs> that's your strongest stat. How could this happen? Hey. Do you level when you hit the cap of the level you currently are? No, you level when you hit the cap of the level you are and make camp. Okay, well... Next time you take a rest. Yeah, okay, well, I'm level 10, guys. Woohoo, I've done it! Hey. Not yet. Well, yeah, not yet. <laughs> you, still, you still have to live to take a rest. Well, that's annoying. Okay, so, Tristan, you begin to sing your song. You catch the spirit and the harmony of the skeletons you can sense their intent to get to enigma mm -hmm. and there's some kind of escape in that for them okay as you feel that though you get in line with that escape uh oh and it feels like where before you felt that sense of the eternal void you now feel the gray lands beyond the black gate calling you you feel a fragment of your soul being like a strand of it being pulled through Enigma and you know it is going to the realms of the Jesus, dead. okay. That is a good tune. Take the debility shake. Oh, crying out loud, what does that do? Minus one depth. Of course it is. It's fine, you never used it. Ever. Yeah, that's true. Okay. Bambri, Enigma's now got a skeleton ball. She seems happy, but she's starting to admit that it might not be ideal. I have some, some thoughts. <laughs> Second thoughts. What are you doing? I'm going to chat to Percy. Percy, like, yes. we've discussed this before. Like, when we brought Enigma back, I don't think we did maybe the best job. And I think she's a link to the planes of the dead. And these creatures here 
obviously mm. haven't passed on and are trying to get through her maybe to the planes of the dead so they can rest have you got anything where you can just make them rest without them having to go through enigma um no is the the basic answer um and also, I'm pretty sure there was nothing wrong with that uh, that resurrection. <laughs> <laughs> okay, right. You, you've got to stop ex- saying that. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty I'm unlikely that that's the cause of the weirdness. Starting to, to feel as if you're, you're you're doubting my powers there. Well, no. <laughs> I mean, I I mean, this broom you made me is exactly like my old broom, and this enigma that you've brought hmm. back is exactly like the initial enigma. <laughs> I don't think anything you've done has ever been shoddy in any way. Yeah, um, I mean, if the I, I'll admit, smashing up skeletons, Paladin 101, broom making, that's kind of an optional module. <laughs> okay, well, you know. That's only the night janitors. Mm. I mean, this is an entire city, so there might be an entire city's worth of dead people here, which will eventually cling on to her. I suppose. Ben, are the ones that Percy has smashed, are they... They're not moving anymore, right? They're not, then, the fragments... They're not moving, no. They're just bone shards... Attached to my back. Right. Um, like, magnetically stuck. Okay. Yeah, I mean, the, the best I can do is perhaps some kind of exorcism, but I'm more inclined to just smash them with my sword. I reckon we just... I mean, this is going to keep happening, and as you smash yeah. them, the bone fragments are going to attach to her. Why don't we just roll her in, like, a big hamster ball towards the singer's holes, <laughs> and then we'll deal with that problem... <laughs> later. It might be that as we undo the curse, maybe this will stop. Um, maybe. Or we could smash it up a bit and then run away. I mean, you know. all you're doing by smashing them up is making smaller fragments. I'm inside! But the... That stick into air. I don't think that's the solution. Yeah, maybe we should. It is if you put it in water. Ben, can I discern realities and try it and... Yeah. Yep. Yeah, give me, give me that roll. That seems like a sensible option, doesn't it? Wisdom. Twelve. Okay, so... What do you want to know? I am going to ask some pertinent questions, hopefully. What happened here recently? What's about to happen? What should I be on the lookout for? What here is useful or valuable to me? Who's really in control here? What here is not what it appears to be? Right, what should I be on the lookout for is the first one. In fact, no. I'll ask what's useful for me and then where to look for it. What's useful for you? As you keep watching, it looks like some of the skeletons that first grabbed Enigma, like the last power is draining from them. So it may be that they will lose some potency fairly shortly. So she's just going to have to drain all the skeletons of their potency. So just to clarify, Ben, you've set up a scenario scenario (laughs) where Enigma... The only female character in this podcast has to drain all of the bones in a city of their potency. And you don't see anything wrong with that plot, Ben. Can't believe this. This is absolute patriarchy. (laughs) Patriarchal bullshit. I mean, I'm inclined um, to agree. I think we get to veto this entire uh, encounter due to the rampant sexism and pervy nature with which the gym. You might. What's going to happen next? The Nigma's going to find some sexy armor. And all her other armor is going to fall off. <laughs> to be fair, at least Tristan isn't the one with the bones. I was going to say, it would be in worse. fairness, I think ben, he would, I'm on your he side. He would do more things to the bones. Yeah. yeah. I, I think it's a great storyline, Ben, and it's long overdue. <laughs> <laughs> that is the I, worst kind of... I mean, this is just this encounter. Ne- the next room we go into is going to be the cock room, 
where there'll be like just <laughs> loads of random ogre cocks which are just by themselves and they all get stuck to Tristan and he has to milk them all of there. And we're yes! like, whoa, guys, come on now. This is good. Like, what? Stop. Stop ruining my dreams, Magnus. I've played this for three years. I want a room of cocks. <laughs> just where the walls are made of cocks and they sort of like brush past you as you walk past. It's like a really fucked up Willy Wonka's uh, chocolate factory. But instead, it's all the things that we'd want. Or... It's not chocolate. <laughs> like Alice in Wonderland, but instead of falling through hands, I'm just falling through hands. <laughs> oh, wait, is it, is it Labyrinth where she falls through the hands? Yeah, 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 yeah. she yeah. falls through hands. Yeah, and then they're forming like... We could have two doors before it. One of us always tells the truth. One of us leads the cocks. Well, I'm going for the cocks. <laughs> and like, to be honest, both are cocks. Two, two cocks come out as the eyes, and then one goes straight to make a mouth, and... What do you want here, Tristan? I'm like, you know what I want. Let's do this. My whole life's been preparing me for this one moment. Let's get this on. Or I'm like, that's not a cock. This is a cock. <laughs> but unfortunately, it's like the vampire dream all over again. Oh, that is so unfair. That was the worst. What's a vampire dream? Well, Alison, I'll tell you at the end. <laughs> After the credits. Yeah. So, what I'll say is... <laughs> some of the power is draining from the ones that first seized in Enigma. <laughs> yeah, it is. Don't ignore the balls, Enigma. Don't ignore the balls. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Wait, I am a ball. That was my point. <laughs> she is. Good. Okay, so what's your next question, Banbury? <laughs> Which cocks here are useful to me? <laughs> what here is useful to me? Oh, I was right! Was that not the last no, one? No, that was... What am I on the lookout for? What's useful to you? I think that what you've been able to figure out in this whole situation is that the area where you are is a dead end and that probably the best route to get further into the city is the entrance back up the road a little bit. Okay. So that's going to be useful to you. That That is helpful, but it doesn't help really with... Yeah. In terms of your immediate Skellington problem, they want to get to the power that Enigma can provide and obsession. They're not interested in anything else, as far as you can tell, and they don't appear to mean you any harm or even necessarily to mean enigma any harm okay so i don't think the other questions are that helpful but so i'll ask this what is about to happen so if we just leave enigma draining these bones um <laughs> on this street what what's gonna happen you were just foreskin that in <laughs> it's going to be really dark because she's got your light on her shoe well i can recast light you'll be shafted no you can't you forgot it oh fudge no i have yeah your first thing you did was to cast light and forget it so she's right now she's your light source but also she will be stuck potentially for a long time before she's able to get free and you don't know that she'd be able to get out like get free even once they've stopped their animating force is gone are they going to let her go it's not clear so it's kind of like a trap <gasps> I'm good at traps. Right, Percy, I've thought about this. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's a different exit back there we should do. Let's do it. 
And I do think we just roll her like a hamster ball. Uh, they're slowly draining of power. As they drain of power, we can smash them off. You, but you pull them off. You're just going to be like, do you want to spend the next 20 minutes smashing them or just smash them all in one go? Smash them! Smash the bones! I mean, when you put it like that, it seems fairly obvious. Everyone wants to smash the bones. Okay, all right, fine. I'm going to go and have a look uh, around the corner. You all smash some bones. That's very brave of you, Bembry. Um When you're done, I'll bring in a moist towelette and, you know... I mean, I think when power is draining into a source of ultimate evil, then you should probably smash something up. So I'm fairly in favour of smashing dem bones. You think Enigma's the source of ultimate evil? Well, hey. ultimate darkness, I suppose. I mean, it's just death, isn't it? They're just yeah, trying to yeah. get to death. Like, they're stuck here. Mm, I'm going to smash them. Fascist. Like, they just want to die. It's fair. Who doesn't? Me. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's quite a goth question, really. <laughs> Bambi starts getting drawn into Enigma. Bambi's going to flick his hair out of uh, his eyes <laughs> and he's going to walk off into the darkness to investigate that exit and leave the three adults to chug down some bones. <laughs> wow. That's not like Bambi. Percy, you have a lot of bones to smash. You're just getting here hammering through. Yeah, well, I'm trying to... <laughs> like, I'm trying to clear them off Enigma, um, and as soon as yeah. they're clear yeah, enough for us to... Kind of thrust and... As soon as they're clear enough for us to retreat back into the corridor, then we'll do that. Well, that's my hope, anyway. Okay, cool. This could be a defend roll, I think. Before they're all smashed, I want to try playing the song of Alana Sarista over one of them. Do you want to do that first? Well, they're going to be around anyway. Well, okay, yeah. Oh, yeah, I suppose even when they're off, it's fine. Yeah. Defend. I'll just sit back then and watch Percy smashing some bones. You got this, buddy. <laughs> so what did I roll? What, you got an intermediate success. So specifically what this allows you to do is you can kind of successfully knock them away. If you're dealing damage to your attacker specific to your level or to her attacker specific to your level... That's actually going to be enough to just get rid of this bunch of animated skeletons. Okay. Yeah. Or you could halve the effect, as in they wouldn't be able to grab onto her as well. You know, you can kind of drag her clear. Yeah, I mostly want to drag her clear. Let's see, I've got Staunch Defender, whatever that does. Uh, when you defend, you always get plus one hold, even on a six minus. I don't think that makes any difference, does Okay, it? so you can do both those okay. things, basically. Yeah, I'll do that. So... Enigma, Percy manages to drag you clear of the skeletons. I thought they were stuck to me. Or it was clear of the ones that are trying to get to me. The ones that are trying to grab you, there are bone shards stuck to you, and they are kind of magnetised on. You can kind of pop them off, but then they, like, stick to your hand. Ah, oh, like sellotape or something. Yeah, like, if you're really staticky, it's that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. But if anyone else takes them off, it's fine. They don't stick to anyone else, it's only you. Thanks. You're welcome. So, are you following Banbury back up the walkway? Oh, me? You and Percy are kind of working together to keep the skeletons from just climbing straight back on you. So Percy's kind of knocking them down okay. as they come past. It's a small to medium-sized skeletal horde, but they don't seem to be able to get past him. Okay, well, I'll start swinging my nunchucks to just try and avoid them getting to me. Yeah. They are kind of, you know, magnetising. Yeah. It was fun to start with, but Bone Party is over. Bone Day is gone. Tristan can retain his title. Yes. Tristan, as they begin to roll back, what are you doing? Yeah, I'll um, <laughs> just walk back with them whilst playing a little ditty as I put my foot on some yeah. of the bones to get the 
the vibe. Okay, cool. Um, any particular set of bones? Mesotarsals. Um, Actually, no, it's cool. I, I've got one. Yeah, just generic. <laughs> You've got a bone. <laughs> so roll the final arrears. Yes, finally got a roll tonight. <laughs> For the first time, the 10 plus, just. just. So uh, I'm just going to read this move. Oh, I'm actually there, aren't I, for this one? So on a 10 plus, you witness the death of the victim as if you had been there. So you've seen this city at its peak through the vision of some of the ghosts. And now you hear alarm bells and you see monstrous creatures. A little reminiscent of the creature that you fought in the ziggurat. Mm -hmm. The other side of the mountain. These kind of huge composite creatures. The one that Alana Sarista was fighting as well. The same thing, weren't they? Yes, yeah. that same type of creature. And there are also what you recognise as ogres in the streets. Right. And the whole place is burning. And you see this person was a soldier. They actually have a sword and shield. They have armour on and there's an insignia of a book on their shield. And you see them fighting back several ogres managing to hold them back along with several other warriors in similar attire. And then suddenly the side of a tower just collapses on them and flattens them. And then your vision fades back to the dark of the corridor. Okay. It's shown you another point in that history. Mm. So Banbury, everyone's catching up to you in this corridor and so you can start to see further down it. And now you have a walkway, you can see a huge rib cage lying in the bottom of the corridor. Uh-oh, I'm gonna duck. <laughs> but it doesn't actually seem to be moving at all. It doesn't seem to be animate like some of the other skeletons. Ben, do we have any other light sources bar Enigma's boot? Do you have adventure kits? I don't have an adventure kit. I think Percy's lantern is a... Percy's symbol can be a working lantern. Okay. In addition. But otherwise, if it's if you've got an adventure kit or a torch or a lantern, you can use it. So, Percy or Enigma, do you want to go up front? I, I can see stuff to be true right now, but kind of need it to be visible to, to actually better see if it's true. Okay, I mean, do you want me to just cast light on something? Ah, uh, yeah. Okay. Not a shoe, though, because that's really inconvenient, it turns out. Okay. Um, any preference? Uh, the spinning wheel, and then we could just roll it in in front of us. Yeah, sure. That seems even less practical than a boot. Spinning wheels don't have wheels, except for the big wheel. Yeah. If you use it upside down, it's a bit like a weird wheelbarrow. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. Just rolling it along. Yeah, okay, I'll cast light on the spinning wheel. Nice. Okay, Bambri, you have a glowing spinning wheel. It's immediately a lot easier to see. Okay. The spinning wheel is very heavy to the point where Bambri probably isn't capable of doing anything but carrying a spinning wheel. Good job. I made it nice and light then, isn't it? I mean, do you want to carry this forward? Because I'm only little. I mean, not really. Okay, Enigma, you're up front. I'm at the back with a spinning wheel light. Go on, Enigma. Go look for traps. Okay. I'm looking for traps. As you come up to this junction, you can see a room ahead of you. You can't see any obvious trappable things. Most of what's here is ancient. So 
any active traps have been disarmed as far as you can tell. It would need to be fairly strong magic. Okay. Oh, hang on, I need to uh, roll for that light. Oh yeah, you do. Don't foul it up, you'll forget it. You fouled up. Intermediate success. Yay! What do you want to do? Forget it. Forget it. Forget yeah. it. Okay, good. <laughs> the darkness follows. I think it would be cooler if we don't have the magic light and the only thing we can see is the actual lantern of his faith and we're all sneaking around <laughs> in a creepy... Yeah, it'd be way more atmospheric. Nice and iconic. You see a room that contains quite a few... Cocks. This room doesn't smell good. Are they grapes in the corner? No, they're bones and fragments of skin. These are not like the old ancient skeletons that, as far as you can tell, are probably still following you. These are fresher, and it smells of rot. They're not moving, are they? They're not moving, no. Goodness for that. I don't like the idea of wearing rotting flesh. don't think it's a good look. It's not cool. Not cool. I mean, this shouldn't freak us out too much. There's kobolds living in here. There's those weird, whatever the other big things were. Like, there's going to be... But there's going to be maggots. Yeah, there'll be... Yeah. So, Ew. Nah, maggots are a vital part of the ecology of the world. They're like fungus or something. What if they're zombie maggots? Good for catching zombie fish. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> At the side of the room is another corridor. And... There is a cold gleam of light from the right as you enter this corridor. Ben, if there's anything magic in here or anything that's an illusion or anything that seems weird, uh, as it's lit up now by two to three light sources, Banbury should be able to spot it. Yeah, Banbury would be able to spot it if it wasn't. This is just a room full of waste. Okay. As you come out of the room, you can see to your right a staircase. And at the top of the staircase is light. Ew. Have we found some kind of little ogre sleeping quarter? That would not be a terrible thing to infer. Mm, Let's move on from here quickly, then. Well, wait. If they're coming down here to sleep, then do we need to prick the queen, Bambri, or can we just prick any ogre? If we prick one of the important people, um, it'll spread faster and wider. We prick some random common ogre... I don't know what will happen, to be honest. Like, in every case, this curse has been done before. They were very specific to prick someone core to the story, core to the to the, the land and the people and the the environment. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It might just send a couple of people to sleep. Everyone's the centre of their own story. Somebody core to the story. We need Torquil. <laughs> in front of you, to your right, is a track leading up the stairs. In front of you is a corridor, and there is a second corridor to your left. Which one of those are you heading down? The split party. Let's, let's press straight on. Okay, cool. Enigma, are you in the lead? Yeah, why not? I'm brave like that. I'm in charge. Let's have what you call a warp marching order. Who's behind Enigma? Mm, I guess Percy, Bambi in the middle, I'll take the back. Okay. Tristan is tail end Charlie. Bringing up the rear. Yeah. You find yourselves, there's another fork in the corridor and straight on is fairly obvious here. You can go straight on or left. That smell of decay in the air has somewhat remained. Mm. I feel like we should go to wherever the smell isn't. Yeah, if it's clearly coming from 
one track onwards rather than another will take the the other. Let's try and avoid the signs of recent activity. Yeah, sure. So you could travel to your left. The air smells maybe a tiny bit fresher, but it's pretty hard to tell. Let's go that way. Okay, so you head left. I mean, it's as good as, as any guess, really, isn't it? We, we don't know what we're doing. It's all guesswork. Unless you're running with guidance, you might as well give it a try. Mm. You come back to a little crossing where it actually meets the corridor you went, you didn't take from the other side. And you can kind of see that there was a way through there. <laughs> and then the corridor comes down to a blocked wall with a very narrow gap beside it. Do you press on through the gap? Yes. Are we, like, is the gap big enough that Percy, as the largest of us in plate, can get through? Or It's going to be a tough squeeze. I'll grease myself up. <laughs> Percy greases himself up. Hmm. How long have you been carrying that butter? Ever since the encounter with the dwarves. Yeah, it's been a long time. Ever since the encounter with the cows. Okay, so the three of us will help butter up Percy, and as soon as he's a proper little lard ball, we'll just squeeze him through. Okay, Percy, give me a Defy Danger and Constitution. Okay. As everyone squeezes you through this awkward... Eat. Okay, an intermediate success. Just. What I think that means is you can get through, but no matter how you twist it, that big old tower shield is too big. Oh dear. It won't fit through here. Cannot butter it up. Alas, poor tower shield. Um, is it possible to try and wedge the tower shield so that it blocks the, the way after we've been through it then? Oh yeah, absolutely. We'll do that then. Okay, so once you've gone through, Percy blocks off the tower shield. And, and you can we'll also rig it so that there's like some metal debris and stuff like that um, attached to a little bit of string. So if anybody does kick it out, then we'll hear a clatter. Yes, sure. That makes a lot of sense. So you come round a narrow corridor that widens out a little, and where it ends is a dead end and a prison cell containing a single ogre who is sat leaning back against the back wall of the cell. How do we know it's a prison cell? Because it has large bars across it. Oh, I know that bit. And a massive locked door. So it's like, it's a cage, effectively, but huge, strong bars. The ogre's also wearing pyjamas that have got pointy arrows, um, which is a key indicator for us. It's universal. Okay. Okay. I thought it was orange. The ogre is wearing a kind of kirtle, I guess. What's a kirtle? Kind of like one of those little skirt type things. I might not mean a kirtle, like a kilt thing. You know, kind of one step up from a loincloth. And as you come round the corner, he looks at you without getting up or moving. You just see his eyes move. And then he says, Hello.
Mr. and Mrs. Lissner. Good morning. Checking out, I see. Well, I hope you've enjoyed your stay at Crude Draw Inn. And may I apologise once again for the mix-up? We were assured the hash browns were not psychoactive. But before you go, please take a moment to drop a line to the team with any questions you may have from this or any other stay at Crudest Swords Twitter and at Crudely Drawn Swords Facebook. And we'll see what we can do about answering them in our forthcoming extravaganza, Crudely Drawn Swords on Ice. Disclaimers apply. May not include ice. Extravagant subject to additional fee. Your effort is not refundable. Just going to double check my notes because it's not impossible there's something that I've missed. What um, about uh, the elephant we brought with us? Well, that's not in the room. Okay, have we not we've just not mentioned it for like three series. Yeah, yeah, you've just haven't mentioned it. it's like the <laughs> it's like the spinning wheel only bigger and has a trunk. That's what I wanted. Thank you. Did you miss the bit where we went through an airport security style conveyor belt system? <laughs> um of the kind that a certain Stuart T heading once got oh, shut down. Oh yeah. yeah, that was fun. <laughs> That was fun. That was scary. It, that yeah. was. How did you do that? I took a knife, a fire starter, and a garroting wire through security. Yeah. <laughs> he was convinced that the plane was going to crash, and so took his survival tin that included oh, good, all, good thought. all manner of things that you could but use to make a plane crash. Um, and surprisingly, <laughs> they were very interested in that, including a blade. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and it was a locking blade was the yeah. problem. It was blunt and under three inches, but, you know. You're not <laughs> allowed to smuggle said. weaponry on the plane, apparently. All the blah, blah. PC culture gone mad. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it is. Or health and safety gone mad. Yellington. Pretty sure in the uh, first episode I... Stu, can you talk while not juggling a tiny piece of metal loudly? There we go. Done, 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 done. Okay. okay can, we, can we go back through that bit without you doing that? Yeah, I was. Well, I put it under the table. To be fair, yeah, um, it was completely <laughs> silent because of the table. table. That was useful because we couldn't see it that way. <laughs> I, I, I suspect most of this will also be after the yeah. credits, if it even okay. gets in, which clearly it won't. Cock, cock, cockety, cock. So, cock, 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 <laughs> For this one, you have to ask Lucy because she'll have <laughs> she'll have cut this one. No, no, Lucy's putting in some rude stuff previously, and apparently Ben cut it out anyway. Yeah. Oh, oh Lucy's going to have to make a. A kind of secret cock, uh, secret tapes. cock, yeah. CDS night cock tapes. The right. Porn okay. Cast. Can we move on from the secret cock? I mean, we don't have long. To, I have to go to bed, Ben. So I'm happy to just chalk this up. I'm happy to just riff on these cocks until you wake up in the morning. I had the craziest dreams. <laughs> and you, and you, and you were cocks. My mother can probably just hear me shouting cock. <laughs> oh, no, I know. If we all talk at the same time, it's really easy to understand what's going on. If we're, uh, what we'll do is I'll count three, two, one, and when I get to one, if everyone can talk again. Okay. Okay. So, are oh, we oh, saying no, that that's 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 yeah. okay. so, can we yep. use it over and over? Ah, like wine, 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 w